Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and the actions of our lives be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Comfort, comfort my people, says the Lord. That was God's message to the prophet Isaiah a long, long time ago. God wanted to bring his comfort to a people who were weary, to a people who lived in exile, to a people who seemingly had no hope. But what kind of a message is that? in a world like ours, in a world where we are gearing up for Christmas. Christmas, after all, is a season that is full of what kinds of feelings? Generally very happy feelings, right? This is the most wonderful time of the year, as the song goes. It is a time of joy and happiness. You can see it on all of the kids' faces. It is a season of anticipation. But that's not all that's there in Christmas, right? Christmas can also be a very difficult time for a lot of people. A time of isolation, a time of loneliness. And we're talking in the best of circumstances, not just in the time of a pandemic. So that's even greater in these days. It can be a time when people seek to take advantage of others. While generosity might be a good thing that comes in the time of Christmas, it can be also a time of scammers, a time when people are ready to take advantage of the good feelings of other people. Christmas seems to be a time actually not of one emotion, but of many. But still, when we consider that message of Isaiah, that message that God tells him to bring, a message of comfort, is that a message that we need to hear today? I think it is. And though you may not associate it as a message of Christmas, it certainly is a message of the season of Advent. The Lord's comfort brought to his people a message of good news and for us, that good news begins in the wilderness. It begins in our gospel reading where the Lord sent his messenger, John the baptizer, into the wilderness to proclaim a message, to prepare the people. But why into the wilderness? Why into a place of desolation? Why into a place of isolation? Why into a place of death? While we might think that's an odd place, logically, it's the only place. It is the only place where this message that John brings truly belongs, because it is there in that message of a place of death where there is no hope that that message of hope will be received with open hearts and open ears. See, the Lord comes to those who live in the wilderness. And you may not think that you live in the wilderness. You live in a community. You live in a village. You live in a city. You live among people. You live in civilization. But if the wilderness is really a place of death, isn't it true that we live in that place? 
We live in a place where we are confronted by death and dying all the time. And once again, I'm not merely talking about the pandemic. I'm talking about simply the fact of life, that we are all dying, that we live in this world of sin and brokenness. And so we see death every day in all of its various forms. It may not simply be the real physical death of a person, but it may come through grief and mourning. It may come through the loss of employment. It may come through a broken relationship. It may come through fighting and conflict and strife among people who should be friends and family. It can come from a lot of places, but we are surrounded by death. Some people, especially this time of year, try to cover that up. They try to conjure up the right feelings, those positive feelings that we talked about at the beginning. But you can't hide it. You can't hide the deep down pain and brokenness. You can't hide the fact that we live in the wilderness with a smile, with a lot of presence, with a superficial joy. The problem is there. And even if you can hide it from all other people, God knows. God can see into our hearts. He can see the desolation. He can see the loneliness. He can see the pain and the tears and the grief. And he comes. He comes with that message, that message of Isaiah, comfort, comfort my people the Lord brings his comfort to you. See, John the baptizer goes out into the wilderness, as I said, because that's really the only place to go. That's what our world is like, a place of desolation, a place of death. But John is there in the wilderness with a message of preparation to prepare the hearts of the people for the coming of the Messiah of the Savior, of God's own Son. And so he calls the people to repent, to turn from their sin, to turn from their wicked ways, to turn from their hearts of isolation and self-centeredness and look to the Lord. Now that's a weird message, isn't it? Is that the message that you have at Christmas, a message of repentance? Instead, we focus on the messages of joy, right? Messages of happiness. And here John the baptizer comes into our preparations and says, Sinners, repent. Turn from your ways. We really want to try to turn that message down. That message of John the baptizer, he seems like an intruder into our preparations of Christmas. But the truth is, he's no intruder at all. His message is right on target. It is a message that we need to hear. If we are to be ready for the coming of our Savior, to celebrate once again the birth of Jesus, we need to understand that John the baptizer is not an intruder into our world. He is just another one of us. He is a sinful man, but he brings God's message that would prepare our hearts. See, the truth of the matter is that the real intruder into our world is not John the baptizer. It is not his message. The true intruder is Jesus. It is God's own Son. 
He is the one who has broken into our world. He is the one that does not belong because we live in the wilderness, a world of death and desolation. But Jesus comes into that world, into our world of darkness and sin. He comes as an intruder, as one who does not belong, and he brings that ultimate message that we need so desperately. Comfort, comfort my people. Jesus brings that comfort. Jesus brings the comfort that we all need through that life that he lived. He lived the perfect life that none of us can. While we are all self-centered, Jesus was self, he was self-sacrificing. He gave up his life. He lived the perfectly obedient life to his heavenly father. And he laid down his life as a part of that obedience so that he could pay the price for your sin. So that he could pay the price for my sin so that he could pay the price for the sins of the whole world. And he did that by his death on the cross. And Jesus, that great intruder into our world, showed himself to be so very different from all of us, not merely because he did not sin, but because he defeated death. Jesus rose again to show us that his death paid the price for our sin, to show us that the words that he spoke, those words of forgiveness, those were not idle words. He really does take away our sin because he put it on himself. But here's the thing. Jesus is not simply an intruder into our world. He is not simply a thief who takes away our sin. Jesus is the greatest giver. Jesus is far better than we ourselves. He's far better than any Santa Claus. Jesus gives gifts beyond measure. He doesn't just take away our sin, but he gives us his gifts. That gift of forgiveness means that our hearts are made right once more, that we are renewed It means that we are set right in our relationship with our Heavenly Father and we are put on the right path in our relationships with other people. He sets us on that path of reconciliation where our hearts can be comforted and we can bring a message of peace and a message of comfort to all of the brokenhearted, to all of those who grieve, to all of those whose hearts are heavy with their own bondage of sin with their own personal struggles. We bring hope and healing because it's not our own healing that we bring. It's the healing of Jesus, our Savior. You see, the world was not created to be a world of wilderness, a world of death and desolation, was it? God created this world as paradise, as that garden of Eden, that place that he put humanity, Adam and Eve, there in that perfect place. And in that place, there was no brokenness. There was no conflict. There was no sin. There was no death. There was only life and peace and joy. But because of Adam and Eve's disobedience, they were removed from that paradise and they were sent out into the wilderness of this world. And there we have remained. See, you may not think that message of comfort is the message that you need to hear today. 
And maybe that's good. Maybe that's because you already know that message. But if you think you don't need to hear that message because you've tried to hide the wilderness in your own life, you've tried to cover over your own sin, your own desolation, your own grief, your own brokenness, hear again John's message. Prepare for the way of the Lord. Make straight his path. See, John brings a message of repentance for all of us. Not just for the really bad people in this world, but for each and every one of us. John reminds us that we are living in a wilderness, a wilderness of sin and death. But God doesn't want us to stay there. God instead invites us into a new reality, a reality that we live by faith. For Jesus has broken, not simply into the world, but into our hearts, through the waters of baptism, through the power of his word, through that holy meal that he gives to us. He has cleansed us. He has forgiven us. He has made us new once more. Yes, we do live in this world of sin, Yes, we do have that sinful flesh still clinging to us, but we also have been comforted. We have received a new life, a new message of hope, and we live by faith in that message. Because all around us, what do we see? We see sin. We see death. But John wants to make sure that we don't simply see that all around us, but that we are able to look in the mirror and see that at work in us as well. And when we are, we welcome John's message. We welcome that message of repentance to turn from our sins so that we know that even in our own personal wilderness, even on our own struggles with sin, we have a Savior. We have a Comforter. That, that Jesus has come into our lives to bring the comfort that lasts, the comfort that changes us, a message of good news for these dark days. And so John is that messenger that messenger in the wilderness who does bring that message of comfort. And I pray that you will have received that message, that God through his spirit works that comfort and makes it a reality in your own heart. But let us not forget that we too are like John. We are placed here as messengers in this world of wilderness, this world of sin. Let us be messengers of comfort. Let us be messengers of repentance too, so that we can bring that comfort into this world of adversity, into this world of decay, into this world of death, so that God would bring life and renewal through Jesus, our Savior. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.